Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is all about what you should know if there's a water intrusion and how do you go about pursuing restoration. And here to uh, help us unpack this and understand it better is John Ayala from Freedom Restoration and CPR Construction. And appreciate you joining us, John. Um, and I guess I just want to start off with um, just asking, like, what is a water intrusion? When we, when we talk about this, what do we mean by water intrusion? Basically, water has entered an area that's not supposed to be in that area. All right. So usually that happens from uh, a broken plumbing line Correct. or um, some type of rain issue. Uh, so this could be any anywhere from a slab leak to uh, a leak in the in, in your roof during a rainstorm or. Correct. Okay. So um, if that happens um, and you are a manager or a board member for a community association, what's the very first thing you should be thinking about in that situation. If it's a slab leak type plumbing leak, um, some method of mitigating the damage as quickly as possible, whether it be shutting off a water supply or uh, if it's a wasteline backup, you really can't do anything. It's going to do what it's going to do, but supplying, cutting the supply to the water so it doesn't continue. If it's a rain leak of some type of storm or a roof penetration, then if you're lucky, you can try to get some roofer that'll go out there and cover your roof, but it's it's a little it's a little tough to do that. Okay, so once you've resolved the immediate issue and and you're now into the aftermath that there's water damage, and it's the next day or it's a couple of days later or whatever it is, what's the first thing you should be doing at that point? As the manager, or the owner of the property? Yeah, the manager or the, a board member for an association, somebody who's who's concerned about how do we address this situation? So the first thing you you got to think about is it needs to be done in a timely manner. Um, if it sits too long and it's warm water, there's a potential for mold to, to build. So the soonest it'll build is three days. So you want to react, you want to act quickly within right. a couple of days to do at so least a demo of the wet areas and dry it out and address any, any existing moisture. So we're really looking at a window of, of really just a day or two, and, and this you, you better be already into what we might call the restoration process. And so we, you, you were saying we, we start that off by you demo the any wet wood and you start a drying process. Right. It, the remediation needs to start as quickly as possible, preferably within 24 hours. Okay. So 24 hours is really your window that yep. you're looking at. Yep. Okay. Um, and then that process, you said um, that you're going to do, you want to do some demo. You want to get all the the um, wet wood out? Like, uh, wh- so what do you dry and what do you have to remove? Okay, so the wood stays. Okay. So what you want to remove is drywall. Um, if it's some type of flooring that is glued down, you can sometimes dry it with some dry mats and there's methods to, to dry the room. There's some equipment that we can use to dry it well. It's not 100%. Sometimes it still gets damaged if it's saturated and it's just soaked. But you want to remove drywall, any carpeting, padding, um, cabinetry, we want to try to save. You want to lift any furniture, any wood type furniture off of any wet areas as quickly as possible. So it doesn't saturate any of the wood. 
Yeah. So just to be clear, this is what generally you're bringing in a, a company like Freedom Restoration and you're doing all of this that you're describing. Ideally, right? you're bringing in Freedom Restoration. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I understand. But the, the point is we're not, we're not saying homeowner, you have to do all these things right away. This is what a company like Freedom Restoration Correct. Would, Correct. would do. Most of the reputable companies will do these things. Okay. And so, um, so again, you're, you, you're going to be on call, ready to do that within 24 hours. So the manager, the board member, whoever it is needs to get on the phone and uh, make those arrangements right away. Um, so when you, when you're talking about drying, you're primarily talking where they, they put out the fans and they're, they're drying out areas. You're um, you're specifically looking at drying out um, the wood for the most part. You want to, the, the wood structure is going to stay. Right. So that's what the fans are for. So primarily. you want to dry out that, those, those items. Is and there anything else that generally you're looking to dry out with the fans? It's cabinetry. Cabinetry, okay. kitchens, vanities, those type of things that are costly to replace. And is it is it generally those those big fans that you're using, or are there other um, alternatives? There's dehumidifiers to, that you incorporate at the same time. at the same time. That's correct. Okay. And generally, how how long does that process take? That process takes anywhere from I'd say 24 hours to 72 hours roughly. So it could be one to three days that right. somebody is, e is either going to be inconvenienced in their home or they're going to have to move out altogether. It also depends on the size of the water sure. intrusion. So it, yes. Which is probably somewhat a function of how long did it go on. Inconvenient the homeowner, that's a different story because now you have, you've, you've done your demo, you set up your equipment. Now you have to deal with whatever environment you're in, whether it be an HOA or insurance company to decide what's going to happen next. So inconvenience could go on for some time. Right. I, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was going to build that out. Okay, and that's a good, right. that's a good point. The, the initial inconvenience is just the drying out, that's right. but you're right. The process of, of actually getting it repaired and put back, especially when you have different types of, of surfaces that uh, are, might be different from unit to unit that need to be like, do you put it back to, I'm assuming what it was, well, it needs to be, that's also up for debate. If right. it's builder standard or if the HOA or the resident is covered by the insurance company for upgrades. So those things are, they factor in. Okay. Um, what's generally the, uh, the, the timing on a, on a water restoration process that you see from like the moment you get the first call until everything is kind of put back together? I would say roughly two weeks. So it's a, it's a process. Yes. And that's if you're moving quickly and getting that's feedback. That's if you're hustling. Yes. And, 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 it probably is the the hinge point on that. Oftentimes, probably is the insurance if there is insurance, correct, or decisions from board members. So, right uh, for board members who might be watching this, something that they probably need to be aware of is that, uh, for the sake of your homeowner, it's probably um, worthwhile to to kind of be ready to make some quick decisions. Um, yes, to be able to keep keep things moving, and you're not you're not dealing with this on an ongoing basis. Right. Right. You know? Um. Is there anything that happens in this process that might like significantly increase the cost? Like if you don't do this right, then your cost is going to end up being a lot more. Not, not addressing a water leak. We've seen it where we'll go in and we were told by the plumbers that the situation for the water has been addressed. And if it's a multi-tenant situation, they don't identify the exact source and somebody else decides to turn water on. And then, <laughs> then you still have the problem all you, over again. It starts all over again. Yeah. Yes, it's a reset. Is there anything that uh, that can be done that kind of helps the process to go better? That like like when when you're walking into one of these situations and you're, and, and the homeowner or or a manager is doing X, then you're like, oh, this is going to go a lot a lot better. Um, instant approvals are very helpful when somebody yeah. authorizes 
to proceed quickly. So this might be a situation where, where, for example, a board might give a manager approval limits up to a certain dollar amount, sure. and then the manager can kind of keep that moving. Right, ideally. And that would be a huge value to the homeowners yes. who, who might be in that situation. What would you say are the most common mistakes that an HOA, a manager, a board member, uh, or a board of directors as a whole might make in this type of a process? I would say it's normally not the managers. It's usually the board deciding what the responsibility is of the leak and how to address what would be considered only an HOA component versus what is a homeowner's responsible for. Yeah, so getting that sorted out. If, now if you have to get an <laughs> attorney involved, that, that, that can... Your two weeks is blown. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, so that uh, that can really make things complicated. You end up with a, an increasing frustration from the, the resident. <laughs> to say the least, yes. Yeah. Understandable. Sure. Uh, and you've got all this stuff going on in your home where you're, where you're living. Um, are there any other concerns that you have, like uh, when you're thinking about this type of a situation and you're like, I wish, I just wish people knew this about a water intrusion issue? The primary one is the water shutoff. Initially, if we get a call and they say there's an active leak, one of the first things that we'll respond with is, do you know how to shut off your water? And if they say they, they have no idea where that's at or what it's located or what a shutoff valve is, then we try to walk them through that process to shut off the water. But if they say, I can't do it, I'm sorry, I'm not mechanically inclined or whatever they want to tell us, then we need to get out there as fast as possible. If you're looking at a, um, a, a multi-unit building, you know, that's two or three stories and has, I don't know, eight or 12 units in one building, um, I would guess that you're going to tend to get uh, um, residents that, that don't know how to do that in that situation. It's actually, I would say it's, it's about a 50-50 is my guess. Okay. Some, some homeowners know what to do and some don't and, if we don't get the call first, that means a plumber's getting the call and they're going to do their best to try to talk them through it as well. Right. And sometimes maybe it is better to go to the plumber first so they can address that. More I absolutely agree. Yes. So go to the plumber first and then, and then get, get a water restoration company in as soon as possible after that. Right. Okay. Right. So is there anything else that you would really be concerned that people know about or think about in this? Or um, is there anything that, um, an HOA could do that would uh, prevent this kind of a situation and be able to like be proactive about it. Um, regarding plumbing, uh, one of the options is to consider repiping if it's a community that has active issues that have increased over the years, and possibly looking into routine cleaning of drain lines that have issues that cause intrusions. Those are two ideal situations yeah. to address. So that repiping, that could be like a major, major pro kind of a project. It is. And it's and one of the reasons that HOAs don't take it on. They just figure that they can expense the repairs because they're, they're not as frequent as they think they are. Right. But ultimately it, it can come down to having to do a, a Absolutely. full repipe. Um, and then, um, then just doing those clean outs and, um, and, and staying on top of that regularly. Maintaining those. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate uh, you taking the time and, and your insight into this, and um, I hope that that was helpful. And just to draw your attention, we do have an episode all about repiping and uh, the maintenance that should be going on on these plumbing lines. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, I would encourage you to check that out. But in the meantime, continue to watch for more episodes of The Uncommon Area.